0: Yeah, amen and well good morning everybody if you will stand up with me we are so glad you're here with us today at grace summit church and i'm thankful for everybody who's here and i gotta be honest we got more than i thought we would can i have an amen let's be honest this is the sunday after thanksgiving i figured most people were either in a coma or um you know a turkey coma or visiting family and so i'm very thankful is it too hot in here you sure it's hot in here And uh, Lord Jesus, we ask for healing upon all everybody's nerve endings, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you so much for this day, that this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, because Father, you are king of all. And you are good, and your mercy endures forever. And so, Father, we give you this day. We thank you, Father, this day. Everybody say that with me. Say, I thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, right now, for all that you are to us for all the gift of jesus to us and that today father we are going to be more like jesus than we've ever been and we're going to help turn more people to jesus than we've ever done in jesus name amen
1: Woo! good morning Grace summit good morning how's everybody doing today good morning good morning good morning i'm so honored to be with you this morning we're gonna worship our lord and savior amen Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today that the gates of heaven are open, that the Holy Spirit is present in this place, Father God, through the music, for the melodies, for the harmonies, but mostly, Father God, I thank you that you are good in every season. I thank you that you are faithful in every season, Father God. We thank you for this time set aside today to worship you, to honor you, to come together. In Jesus' name, let's sing this out. Wondering into the night, Wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this vagabond. Woo! I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I let things this, and just when I ran out of room man i didn't know and he told me that i was not alone pick me up turn me around place my feet on solid ground i think the master i think the savior I thank the Savior, I thank God. Can we thank God this morning in Jesus' name? And all the saints said amen. I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe my captive burden. They're like ashes, like ashes in the wind. We're gonna say so long, and so long to my old friend burden and bitterness you can just keep them moving cause what you ain't welcome here not in jesus name and now till i walk streets of gold i'll sing of how you saved my soul this way works on is found it's way back home. Ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because you healed my heart, you changed my name forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master. I think the savior. I thank God. I thank God This is my favorite part of this song. We're gonna talk about how hell lost another one, cause it doesn't get us, amen. Let's sing this out. Hell, that's another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell, that's another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell, that's another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell, that's another one sing this out and declare it, hell lost another, hell lost another one, I am free, I am free, I am free, hell lost another one, yes I am free, I am free, pick me up, turn me around, and place my feet on solid ground, I thank the master, I thank the savior, Cause you heal my heart, you changed my name forever. Free, I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior he picked me up, he turned me around, and placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think our savior. He healed my heart, he changed my name forever. Free, I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I think God, He's good, amen. Woo! In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, Father God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, we honor and adore you, Father. In Jesus' name. There was a moment when the lights went out, when death had claimed its victory. The king of love had given up his life, the darkest day in history. They're on a cross they made for sinners. For every curse his blood atone, we thank you, God. Final breath in it was finished. But not the end we could have known. Let's sing that out there on. There on a cross they made for sinners. For every curse His blood atoned. One final no breath and need was finished, but not the end we could have known. For the earth began to shake, and the veil was torn. What a sacrifice was made as the heavens roared? let's sing it out all hail all hail King Jesus all hail the Lord of heaven and earth all hail King Jesus all hail the Savior a moment when the sky lit up. Let's sing about his victory this morning in Jesus' name. There was a moment when the sky lit up, a flash of light breaking through. When all was lost, he crossed eternity. Yes, we are, so we say, All hail, King Jesus All hail, the Lord of heaven and earth All hail, King Jesus You're so good All hail, the Savior Jesus, we sing your praise. All hail the Lord of heaven and earth. All hail, King. Jesus, there's no one like you. song so much because it puts into words how tragic it all was. I think we read the Bible and we know, oh, he's going to rise again. Oh, he rose after three days. But I can't imagine they didn't even know the Savior was going to come as a baby. They thought he was going to come and free them from the Roman hold over their life. He had no idea. They had no idea that he was born to do so much more than that. They had no idea that he'd be born as a baby and live for 33 years and then he'd die. And I just can't imagine, I can't imagine having followed him, having loved him, having served him. inevitably I would have been one of the people that was like, nah, I'm out, I'm gonna question this. I know for sure, I'd be one of the people in the Bible that was like, this seems sketch. This man just turned water into wine. But I can't imagine seeing all that. Even if you weren't one of his followers, I can't imagine seeing all that and watching him die and just thinking that's it, it's all done. Nobody would ever risen from the dead until He raised Lazarus and I just can't. I love this song so much because it puts into word with one final breath, it was finished but not the end we would have known. It makes me cry almost every time I listen to this song. So I really, I wanna sing those first couple verses again. And I just want you to think, this is applicable to anything we're going through in life, anything we're facing where we think this is it. We are a spirit-filled church and we are a faith-believing church, but still life is long and life is hard. And if the Israelites can be brought out of Egypt and forget that he's good, we can still live a life where he's been good and forget he can take us through whatever's in front of us. And so as we sing these couple verses, I want you to imagine that whatever's happening in your life, financially, your job, your marriage, your kids that maybe you don't talk to anymore, if you're watching online, any sickness or disease that the doctors told you is prevalent in your body and you think, okay, well, that's it. God's been good, but he hasn't moved. It's been three days, he's still dead. He's gonna move. I got chills and I wanna cry just thinking about it. He's gonna move. God is so good all the time. and I get so frustrated when I read about the Israelites, but I'm the Israelites. I get so wrapped up in what I see in front of me that I forget that he's already brought me through so much. He's not gonna bring us this far just to say, well, I'll see if you can handle it now. So as we sing this again, and then as our altars open, I'm just honored to be here today. I love y'all and I love this church. And there are not a lot of churches that believe in the moving, healing, redemptive, restorative power in Jesus still being alive today. But if there's anything in your life that you're defeated by, that you're stuck in place, staring at thinking, well, this is it. God did all he could, but he hasn't moved. He's gonna move. He's gonna move exceedingly and abundantly more than we could expect or imagine, amen, amen, amen. So I'm gonna open up the altars just to be open, even if you don't want prayer, but you wanna come kneel at the feet of Jesus. If you wanna come kneel in his presence and thank him for all that he's brought you through for whatever you're facing. It may not even be what you're facing. I'm not facing anything personally right now, but I have friends and family and transitions, I see that I I wanna see a breakthrough for them. So I just wanna open up the altars this morning as we sing this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for your plan for them. I thank you for your heart, for your people. And we remind you of the promises you've made to us. We remind you of the gifts you've given us. And we thank you that we're allowed to do that, to come to you and remind you. We remind you and we remind ourselves that you're in control, that it's not just something we can say, that a verse that we can quickly read, that we meditate on it, that we put it in our heart and we remember it and we know it in our spirit, that you're in control and you didn't bring us this far just to let go. I thank you for every miracle we're about to see performed. I thank you for everything you have planned for this church. Transition and offers and votes aside, I thank you for what you've brought this church to right now and what you've brought this church through. With a pastor who served as the sound man once in his life and has transitioned from miracle to miracle to miracle to establish this church out of what we thought was a dark day and we thought, well, that was it. Grace Summit was born. And I thank you for the plan you have for this church and this body. I thank you for the lives that are gonna be changed through online and in person. I thank you for your goodness, God. I thank you for your faithfulness that even when we get frustrated and impatient, you are not. the moment when the lights went out, when death had claimed its victory. The King of love had given up his life, the darkest day in history. There on a cross they made for sinners, For every curse his blood atoned. One final breath and it was finished. But not the end we could have known. For the earth began to shake. A body. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Lord. name we thank you for the miracles that have been performed and we thank you that we're leaving them at your feet we're not carrying them with us we're not holding on to that burden because you were meant to carry it we thank you that you get all the glory father God from every battle won we thank you that through the victories in our life it'll show your grace and mercy to those who don't know your name. In Jesus' name let's sing about his victories this morning.
2: You go before
1: I know that you've even gone to win my war you come back with the hand of my enemy you come back and you call it my victory oh you've already won more mm. you go before I know you go before I know that you've even gone to win my war. Your love becomes my greatest defense, it leads me from the dry wilderness, and all I did was pray. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. Let's sing that again. All I did and all I did was praise. That's all you asked for all i did was worship and all i did was bow down all i did was stay still i All I did was worship in Jesus' name. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. All I did was
2: praise.
1: All I did was worship. It was bow down, all I did was stay still. And all I did was stay still. In Jesus' name, we're gonna sing that chorus one more time before we hand it over to Pastor. I love that song. It's a good song, amen. if i've just missed y'all or i have a mic for the first time in four months but i just keep talking i've missed y'all and i love y'all i love this song so much and i used to cry so much in the bridge because it talked about being broken but now now i just cried during the chorus because his ways are so much better than what I thought I lost. And life is so sweet and I miss y'all, but Nashville has been so healing for me. In a way, I hate that it is because I'm not here near my family or y'all. I'm so mad. We said it before, I'm so mad I'm the only kid that said they'd never move away and I'm the only one that doesn't live here. But there are things I wanted and a relationship I wanted And when it all fell apart, I was broken. And if that had worked out, it would have been a really sad life, honestly. And I know that now. And God is so good to bring me here when I wasn't faithful. And so I just want to sing that again. Because God is good. God is really good. I can honestly say I'm the happiest I've been and probably... 10-15 years and I'm so glad to be here with y'all this morning so we're going to sing that again and we're going to thank him for his faithfulness and bringing us on the other side amen amen in Jesus name we're going to sing this hallelujah you have saved me oh thank you father God In Jesus' name. Sorry you can't use this recording now, Pastor. Hallelujah. Jesus King, Father God, we thank you for the victories. As pastor comes up this morning, we're going to put our hands together and worship him and thank him for the miracles we've already seen performed. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, give the Lord a good hand clap. So much amen. Better Hallelujah. Glory way. to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up one more time. Father, we so thank you. Much we give you glory. We praise you, Father, God. We thank you, Father. your voice you, up with God. me. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Now give the Lord one more good hand clap. Amen. A good one like you mean it. Not like a patty cake. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give it up. Give it up. Amen. Amen. Don't be patty-caking for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give a good one. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Amen. So good to have everybody here today. And uh, uh, we had a great service last week with Of the Day. Amen. And uh, who in here was ministered? Great, 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 great time at the altar. And uh, in fact, it blessed uh, David and Katie and Sarah Beth so much. They went and saw them Sunday night because uh, they were in Zebulun. And uh, who in here knows God can do good things in Zebulun? Can I have an amen? Not many, but he can do some things. Amen, I'm just teasing. God bless Zebulun. Um, It's time for an offering here at Grace. And on on another, I I just want to thank you. That was probably one of the best offerings, uh, love offerings we've given ever last Sunday. And it always blesses me. Um, I remember years ago, I pastored in Charlotte, and we had a Southern Gospel group. There was like five, six people. Well, my Lord... You know, man, this was, we hadn't been there long. And when I took, became the pastor of the church, we only had like about 15 people. And so we were probably only about 30. And it was Sunday night service. So, you know, not even the best crowd then. And they came in and they just, they, they just ministered so good. And we took up an offering. And I think, and this is back in the early 90s, I think, I think we gave them seven $800, which to me still wasn't enough because i mean there was like 10 people or what you know there was about as many people up on the stage singing as there was in the crowd you know what i mean because I mean, they had i mean they had four or five singers and a couple, piano player and a bass player i mean and they're good good and anointed and uh, i gave him the check and he looked at me he said is this for us and i said well yeah and i looked at him i said i'm sorry it's not more I said, because, I mean, my mind was doing math. You know, 10 people at $1,000, that's 100 bucks a hit. You know, that's, I'm you know I'm, I'm I mean, it wasn't that. It was like seven. But I'm thinking, you know, man, that, you know, I want to bless them. And he looked at me about cried. He says, man, we ain't never gotten an offering like this. He goes, and we've been in much larger churches than this. And then he mentioned the denominations, but I knew they didn't give. Can I have an amen? Because they don't preach giving. And he, said, he, goes, he goes, are you sure? And I did. I looked at him. I said, man, I said, I'm just wish it was more. I said that's my only regret. I said, "Y'all ministered to us; you blessed us, and we're thankful for it." And uh, I mean, he was just all of them after that. I mean, you'd have thought we were Jesus. Can I have an amen? After he told the band, they're all just like you know, they were just hey, who here knows it's good to be a blessing? Amen? amen. And so bless y'all, and I and I thank God for y'all for uh, blessing them, and uh, they got a lot of great things coming up. Uh, it is offering time. I'm uh, going to talk about two things uh, as we get ready for offering. Uh, this is Second Chron- uh, Corinthians nine ten. It says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Um, There is a huge correlation. Now, see, some people say that you're selling a miracle and I'm not. I'm quoting a verse because when we sow seeds and we reap a harvest, it's directly tied to the fruits of our righteousness being multiplied. That's exactly what it said. It says, and the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. But if you notice, it is he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. So the seed that he supplies and the bread for food, how we handle that affects the fruits of our righteousness. Now again, not selling a blessing. And I've heard people say, well, you can't say that because people take that wrong. Well, I didn't write the Bible. Who in here knows some people are gonna take it wrong no matter what? You can't help that. All you can do is keep teaching and preaching and hoping that they get light and they can walk in it. And so as you give, here's my, 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 the point. Believe that not only do you receive a harvest off the seed, but the effects or the fruit of your righteousness increases, which means you have a greater amount of ability to witness to people or your witness increases to people. Uh, I had to go to a hardware store yesterday for Molly and buy. An obscure little screw, and thank God for the little hardware store down the street. And I had an audience of five, and uh, plus they kept messing the paint up. They were mixing paint, and they kept trying to make it match, and they were working really hard. So I kept entertaining, and I felt like I was Bob Hope, you know, with the USO, trying to, you know, kind of, kind of, because, because they're making paint that you used and which matched, matched good, and they're doing good, and um, but I got to invite them all to church talk about the lord can i have an amen so my my goal was and my goal and my prayers always is that the fruit of righteousness increases because i don't know about y'all i want as much fruit as i can get can i have a good amen uh so so right now it's times for tithes and offerings and all the ways to give are on the screen or they're going across the bottom and um the the easiest way always is org or cash or check um, but this Christmas now we just got these and I had hoped we would get them earlier And they only gave us a small amount. So we may have to get more but uh, during this christmas season, uh, we've got, uh, We partner with the ministry. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it Huh? I can't remember what they call the ministry, but um, huh? Anchor of hope. That's right. Thank you. And they, um Work to get Christmas presents for kids who are going through cancer treatments And um, that's one thing that's always blessed me. I I don't know about you. um, I don't want to see my kids hurt And it hurts me when I see any kid hurt and uh, man those st. Jude commercials Rip me up, you know, you see those little kids and they're so full of life and joy uh, Even going through all they are and so um, we've got a christmas tree out there Uh, There's only 1718 so we're gonna get some more but um if you will get one of those um it's got on there um the age of the person what they would like and then you can put a tear off the thing and fill it out and drop it in the box um and then there'll be someone out there to take your name and make sure uh so we can follow up um in the past i've had people take something and never follow through well, i don't know about y'all if and i'm just gonna say this way if somebody can't follow through i get that unexpected stuff happens A tire is 250 dollars nowadays can i have an amen okay see y'all evidently don't care about that that much that just hurt that pains me to the depths of my core to know that it cost a thousand i used to look at somebody and say man you can buy tires for four hundred dollars praise god four hundred dollars all up balanced and everything i did not pay four hundred dollars for my truck tires can i have an amen amen um, that was a small loan uh what i would have considered years ago and so the things are expensive. So if something happens, by no means, but, uh, but that way we can keep track. And so if someone can't or whatever, or if you're out of town or whatever, we can make sure that that gets taken care of. So, um, but there'll be out there. The other thing too is uh, I know of a couple needs um, to church-wise that we wanna take care of. And so if you wanna give extra in the offering or however you wanna do that, you can just mark it Christmas on your envelope. I don't even know if we have an online category for that. Uh, if we don't, I'll check um, after service. Can't do it right now. <laughs> give me a moment. And uh, But, uh, but, so uh, but I'll I, I, I do it this way. If there's not one online right now, if you're online or in person, and you want to give that way as you give, if you use online givinggive.graceinvichurch.org, mark it as missions today. And then we'll make sure that today, if you mark it as missions, we'll, we'll know what that is. But anyway, so, so I want to make, make you aware of that and give you an opportunity. Um, Me and Lisa always get one and uh, now I got grandkids, Uh, but I still have seed to sow so that I can have a harvest to reap so that the fruits of my righteousness can flow to my children. Can I have an amen? Amen. And my grandkids. So hold your offering in your hand, if you will, and however you give today. Father, in Jesus' name, we lay hands on our offering and off our seed and all our, our bread that we'll eat and partake of later today. Father, we thank you that you provide not only the seed but the bread. You provide it all. You are our provider. Say that with me. You are, you are my provider. And so, Father, we thank you right now that in Jesus' name we receive you as our provider in every situation, in every aspect of our life today. And, Father, right now... We ask you, Father, that you multiply this seed sown. And we thank you, Father, that you do, according to the Word of God. That for our church, Father, you meet every need. For our families, you meet every need. You always bring in more than enough. And Father, we have not only enough to eat, because we've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Father, we thank you that we have enough to sow and to bless humanity. In Jesus' name. And everybody says? Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to, uh, let me get my, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Molly asked me last night, we were working at her house a little bit, she asked me, she said, what are you preaching tomorrow? And I just was making a joke with her about something somebody had told her the other week and I said something and I said, oh, oh, the youth are dismissed. Or did she go get them? Or is that... Oh, that was Molly. Okay, the the youth has been dismissed. Um, And she made a comment, and I said, well, I'm actually gonna preach on something about Thanksgiving, and she goes, well, that's a little late, isn't it? And uh, because who in here knows Thanksgiving was Thursday. I looked at her, I said, well, honey, as a Christian, we should always be thankful. Ha, can I have an amen? amen? Don't feel like you're gonna get one up on the preacher, amen. Philippians chapter four, verse six says, be anxious for nothing. Now, that word anxious there implies care. It implies stress. It implies, um, uh, uh, you know, that, that uh, heavies, heaviness, uh, depressional uh, oppression. Now, um, just throw this out, and everybody loved me for saying it. It says, be anxious for nothing, yeah. which means it's possible to be anxious for nothing. Because Jesus is Lord. It would be wrong of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God Almighty to look at you and say, don't be anxious for something if it was not possible for you to not be anxious for something. Right. Worry, anxiety is a choice. Amen. Let, let, let's just throw this out and say this. Everybody look at me. Most things in life are not worthy of your stress. Yeah. It, you are far too highly created an individual to give weight to certain things. You should never give certain things weight in your life. Amen. There are certain voices you should never give weight. Yeah. I had somebody ask me one time, they said, why what, did what somebody said that about you? I said, what do I care what they say about me? Amen. Well, wouldn't that make you upset? I said, I wouldn't care. I said, they are just an unborn again, unregenerate. I said, that's like me caring if a dog barks at me. I said, I'm not trying to say they're a dog, but I don't care, I don't understand dog. Can I have an amen? I wish I understood what dogs meant, because there are different barks. Do we not know that? I don't know what they mean. I don't think they know what they mean. I just know they know what they know. Want your attention? Cats, birds, whatever. I don't care, because it is not worthy of my attention. Well, you know, I mean, it just bothers me what they said. I, in fact, I actually like that. Every now and then, uh, I get Facebook comments now. I think this is great. And uh, they'll, they'll take shots at me. And it don't happen a lot, but I'll find one. And I had one not long ago. And this guy, man, he just kind of chewed me out for a little bit. So I blocked him. I don't have anybody else to do it, to, to be the keeper of the block. Can I have an amen? But I blocked him. You know, I don't care to have all that junk on there. But I was kind of glad. I finally got a detractor. Can I have an Amen. I mean, you ain't doing something for Jesus if somebody ain't fussing at you. And thank God for it. In fact, for years, I, you know, who in here believes that there are demons and there's demonic spirits? But Jesus gave us authority over them in Jesus' name. Amen. And then we can tread on them and we ain't got to worry about them. And uh, in fact, there's a great story I told about it this morning. Uh, on a plane, and this woman's having a demonic fit. This other lady gets up and preaches to the whole plane. This is satanic. This woman here is demon-possessed, and this means everyone in here needs to get saved according to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him. or you going to die just like she is? How many of you know that's a fun flight? Can I have an Amen. A demon-possessed woman in the back and a spirit-filled preaching woman in the front. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy day. And in this day, there, there are things that come at us that we should not give attention to. Yeah. And I like the fact that I got a detractor. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not going to listen to him. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm not going to be anxious about it. Okay. In fact, for years, I heard people having this happen. But I had a pastor, a Baptist pastor, and God bless the Baptist. He called me one day and he said, um, he said, can I have someone call you? I said, brother, you can have anybody call me. I said, said, what's up? He says, well, I don't know much about this, but I believe you do. And I said, what? He goes, have you ever dealt with anybody demon-possessed? I said, well, yes, I have. He said, could he call you, because I haven't. He says, and I don't know how to deal with that. Well, I was blessed he he called. But I also know those people who sometimes call talk about you. Mm. Well, what do I care? I ain't making Jesus happy. I mean, I mean, that doesn't make Jesus happy for me to care about them. What makes Jesus happy is for me to care about what he thinks. Amen? And Jesus says, be anxious. So say it with me. Be anxious for nothing. Can I have an amen? Okay. At this rate, we will finish this message somewhere in February. But by everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, when I'm standing over minute Mendigo, I felt the Lord impress upon my heart about selfishness. Who in here knows again? And I'm looking at being thankful. And, I, and actually, I titled this The Grateful Path Journeying Towards a Life of Abundance, because a life of abundance is not based on what you got, it's based on who you are. Amen. Because if you know who you are, that changes everything you got. Amen. Because you might have a bunch of junk, but if you don't know who you are, you'll waste it. And you might have nothing in a sense, but you would look at it naturally and say, well, I hadn't got it. But that just means you haven't come into your inheritance yet. Can I have an amen? Because I'm still got the biggest daddy on this universe as my daddy. Can I have an amen? Our heavenly father is the biggest guy around. Ain't nobody greater than him. Give me a good amen. Amen. But it says here with thanksgiving. Now the word thanksgiving there is a (laughs) eucharistos. It portrays a person who is so satisfied and full of deep gratitude that it pours forth from his heart. But I've been thinking this morning about ungratefulness. That would be the opposite of thanksgiving. or th- Is that right? But selfishness is the root of ungratefulness. If you're not grateful, you're selfish. Because you can always find something to be thankful for. Now, again, in this situation, what I'm talking about today is for those people who have been believing for something for years, standing in the gap. I've got in my notebook right over there all the prayer cards for all the family members we we're praying for and believing for, and everybody's saying, Jesus' name, Jesus. they're coming in, amen. and we believe they're in. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Man, I gotta, y'all got to work with me today. I can see I can see the, well, what is, that? what is that chemical in turkey that makes you go to sleep? Tryptophan, Yeah, I can see that's still affecting some of y'all. Can I have an amen, okay? You should have been, that should have been out of your system by Saturday. Evidently, somebody's eating turkey soup, turkey sandwiches, turkey dressing. Can I have an amen? Okay. So, you have, give me my back here. Thanksgiving. You have to have Thanksgiving because if not, you always will divert to selfishness. And selfishness is the root of ungratefulness. Everybody has something to be thankful for. But now again, when I'm talking about the people who've been standing. You've been standing for your family members, so standing. So, what do you do? The Bible says, "Having done all to stand, we do what? We stand." And having done all to stand, we stand. We don't sit down. We don't buckle. We don't cave in. But we are. It says, "Our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with something so deep in us, so grateful in us, that it pours forth from our heart." Now, the Bible says again, I said this is the greatest revelation I got last year, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found pleasing. Now, again, I always quoted that, let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth, and that's not right. I've I've quoted that for 30 plus years. But it says, let the words of my mouth, why? Your words will affect your heart. And when you get your words right and thankful words right, it changes everything. Now, who in here has ever had a blah holiday? Now, for years, and, and I say this with a little shame, and, and I mean this, and I mean this with some shame. Holidays were always have always been hard on me, sometimes. Um, because when my mom and dad divorced, the merry world of going to granny's ended. The merry world of spending Thanksgiving together ended. And it was half here and half there, and I'm a crier. So that means I cried when I had to leave one, and I cried when I had to leave the other one again. And then I dealt with guilt for years because if I wasn't with one that made made, made maybe the other one thought I didn't like them or love them. Now who in here knows that's a heavy guilt to carry when you're 10, 11, 12? I didn't even make the decision. So so holidays have always been hard. And I have to watch it. Now years ago, me and Lisa, this is getting towards Christmas, and we did live trees because we were young. And dumb, can I have an amen? And we had to have that. I want the smell of pine. I can buy that in a can, praise God. And I don't have to fight them, them needles. So anyway, I, I, I was not happy. I had this Oldsmobile. I mean, I am not happy. Uh, money's tight. Oh, dear God, it was tight. And um, it was so tight we didn't have any. Can I have any pen? And so, but it got time for Christmas. But I had a little bit for tree and stuff. So we go to buy a tree. I am ticked off. I am frustrated. I am anxious for many things. I am driving to buy a tree. I don't feel like Christmas. I don't expect Christmas. I am not happy for Christmas. I got a churn of emotions about all the junk of my childhood. You know, because who in here knows what adulthood is? It's that time and space where you try to overcome your childhood, can I have an amen? And that is true for some people. That's uh, for me on some things. And so here I am, so I'm trying to, but I am not in a Christmas spirit. I am not, has everybody got me? And I am driving to buy a Christmas tree. I am not the picture of Christmas right now. So we pull up, go to one of those little lots, and we walk in, and the guy behind there was just fun. So then all of a sudden, he got me having fun. And I get in the car, and this is before all the radio stations played Christmas music. I turned on the radio, and um, I can't remember if it was Silver Bells. I think it was Silver Bells. You know that song, Silver Bells? Okay, I'm not singing. Um, Or maybe I should do it like my friend, Silver Bells. Okay, and do it in that fake voice. (laughs) It's Christmas time. Okay, my mom used to sing that song in the car all the time during Christmas. Hey man, I got singing that song. And all of a sudden I was thinking about mama. Now mama's still living, I mean I'm in my twenties. I'm probably 26, 27. I got the tree tied to the car. I look like that, you know, Christmas vacation guy, you know, got it tied on the top, driving home. And I, but I got singing that song. Well then that song went off, and I think White Christmas. I love that song. And I love it, and then here. I'm being Crosby when I sing that song. Can I have an amen? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And then I do that other part just like the ones I used to know. You know, kind of do that little big voice, you know, whatever. Oh, y'all, so sweet. Lord Jesus, heal my church people. Amen. Okay. And I said, st- well, then that song went off, and I think it was Jingle Bell Rock. Well, I like that song. Man, I'm telling you, by the time I got home, I was ready for snow. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm ready for Christmas. I mean, I was ready to go buy stuff. And then worst part about me is I was ready to give stuff away. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's like November. It's like now, you know, it's like the first, it was like the first Monday after Thanksgiving because I was out preaching the, the, you know, Sunday. So I'm back home Monday. And so, I mean, man, I mean, I was in Christmas spirit. Why? The words of my mouth yeah. had changed the meditation of my heart. Yeah. And I had thankfulness that became, it just flowed out. Now, see, again, I can either look at all the negative sides or I can look at the positive sides. Now, again, this is, uh, th- th- this is therapy day for Pastor Chris. Just, just joking. Just joking, joking. And um, so, you know, at, you, as a parent, you go through different stages. Now, I've had a great week. Me and Lisa had a great week. Um, had all the kids over for Thanksgiving. Uh, Friday night, uh, was we celebrated Molly's birthday. Molly turns 30 next Wednesday. And... Um, uh, yeah, she old. Can I have anything? Okay. <laughs> Tell her I said so. And uh, I looked at her the other day. I said, "Can you believe? Thirty years ago, I was three years younger than you are when you were born." She goes, "I can't even comprehend this." And that's more weight than I want in my life. And um, I got to be honest. I miss them being small. I miss that being able to protect. And to keep. I miss that. I miss that with so much in me. I never thought I'd miss it this bad. I mean, I can get melancholy over it. I mean, I ain't got nobody in the house. That, you know the worst part about that? I don't have any manual labor. Can I have an amen? Amen. I lost all. I used to tell them that. I said, but we didn't have y'all because we loved you. I said, we had y'all because we couldn't afford domestic help. Son, go mow the grass and Sarah Beth, do this, and Molly, get me a cup of coffee. I, I'd be able to say, Daddy. I said, okay, okay. I didn't mean that. But go cut the grass and get me a cup of coffee. Anyway. And uh, so I've always joked, I've had the best time with my kids. I mean, I love my grandkids. I really love my grandkids. <laughs> okay, I do understand that now. But you know what? If I let myself well on that, I'm not blessing anybody. I'm doing what? Everything I just said was selfish, everything. I miss my kids small. I miss my ability to protect. I miss my ability to keep them safe. But on the other side, I start thinking about how God's blessed them. I mean, Sarah Beth never went to public school a day in her life, we homeschooled. I have no one to blame, can I have an amen, for all three of my kids. I can't blame one principal. I used to tell people say, man, where'd your kids go to school? I said, I blame that principal. I said, they got the worst teacher and principal I've ever seen in my life. They'd say, so, well, who are they? Me, <laughs> you know. And um, so, and Sarah Beth went to UGA. Never Actually, at UGA, they used to haul her out of class occasionally and have her talk to people as an educator in training who had never been to public school. That would almost be like a doctor never seeing people. You know what I'm saying? And then Molly is in uh, Tennessee having her dream job. God's blessing her. She's got good friends, having a good time. She ain't dating nobody, can I have an amen? But that's okay. We, you know, we're still brand for grandkids there too. Amen. And Sarah Beth. And then Luke's got got a beautiful wife, got two great grandchildren. And I love her just as much as I love my grandkids. When I start thinking of how God's been good to them, I get thankful. I mean, Luke works on planes. I could be envious of that. Can I have an amen? I mean, Luke's having a great time. You know what? When I I change it off of me, I get thankful. And that thankfulness comes out. That's just the same thing as my dad. I miss my dad. I miss my mom. Every now and then I'll have a twinge. Every now and then I'll I'll see something so goofball on TV, I'm like, I got to call mama. My mama would love And it hits me just in a flash. I can't call mama. In fact, I ain't been able to call mama for 10 years. And then I'll think about something with daddy. In fact, I had I a problem. in the Luke were talking about something. I wish I could call my dad so bad this week because I had a problem on a car and I just wanted to get his thoughts. And I can't call him. Well, the moment I think about that, again, selfish. I can't call him. I can't get this. I can't have that. But then I think about daddy. Daddy's walking in heaven. Can I have an amen? Daddy's up there with no pain, no sighing, no crying, no dying, no, no tears, no, no weeping. No, no, in fact, weeping never endures for a night. Can I have an amen? Because it's always joy all day long, all day the time. Amen? It's always that sign. I mean, I said, well, why would I want daddy back down here? Why would I want my daddy anywhere but there? who in here wants to go with him? I don't right now, but I do want it to eventually, amen? Okay. Now, some of y'all want to go right now, y'all go ahead. I'm not going. I'm going to stay on this earth and enjoy my kids and my grandkids and keep preaching the gospel. But I'm telling you, we ought to be happy. What are we doing? We are not being thankful. Now, I'm using all this to make this point. When you pray and you are believing for God to do something in your life, you need to quit looking at all them circumstances of what's not working. You need to begin to look at why, because that's me. That's selfish. You need to begin looking at the one who's been doing it. And that's him. And just be thankful. And be thankful and be thankful and be thankful and be thankful. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, it says here, talking about Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. How did he keep his faith strong? He gave glory to God. What is that? That is thankfulness. Look at somebody and say, be thankful. Now here's again, uh, I'm gonna give you a couple things. Let's see what my time is. Okay, this is gonna be real quick. I'm gonna give you five things. I'm gonna just shoot through them. I'm not even gonna give you, I'll give you verses and I'll give you references, but we're not doing it. So here's one of the ways. Here's five things you can do to be thankful and to maintain a thankful tank. Does everybody got that? And not be so self-centered. Number one, every day spend time with God. And some of these are duh things, which by that I mean, duh, we all know this. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you and I will look up. That is Psalms 5.3. In fact, notice it says, I will look up. Does not say I will look to myself or to my needs. But who in here knows we need to look to him. Number two, every day spend time feeding your spirit on other godly sources. Now, I love this one. I love this point. In 2 Timothy 4.13, Paul said, this is while he was in prison, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come and the books, especially the parchments. So you ought to read things and feed on things that feed you. Throw this out. Who in here wants to stay healed? Then you ought to read periodicals or magazine articles about healing. Well, Pastor Chris, I ain't got none. Tell me that and I can email you hundreds of them pdf forms from the 1800s 1900s 1930s 20s 40s 50s i got them every now and then i'll just pull one up to read by some old preacher and it's got testimonies in there man they're just as exciting now as they were then in fact to me they're even more exciting because some there were certain things back then that were common abnormalities especially tumors and stuff that we don't deal with as much now because we eat better and we got better water supply but back then it was very common and i may just read about people getting healed of tuberculosis we don't hear much about tuberculosis no more that's almost been eradicated had not been totally but almost but I, you know you don't hear about that but you read about people getting healed from tuberculosis i'll read those in fact i had met a guy one time we were talking about church and he said something he goes well i'm um a cma christian missionary alliance i said "Ooh." and I mentioned the name of this preacher. He goes, how do you know about him? I said, man, I said, he was a great healing evangelist. He said, you know about him? He, he founded the CMA? I said, oh yeah, man, he's a great healing evangelist. I said, in fact, I got a book, I got two books by him. It's a one book, but it's got two books in there. He goes, you're kidding me. He goes, I've never met anybody who knows about him. I said, well, I like him. I said, he's, he's a blessing. And he goes, can I borrow the book? <laughs> I said, well, yeah. I said, will you give it back? And he said, yeah. So he gave me the book back, and thank God, and he enjoyed it. But you know what, but I, I like to feed on that, why? Because it feeds me. Now here's something else, who in here wants to stay thankful? Amen. Then you need to grow and you need to read. Amen. And readers are the growers. My dad, I love to read because of my dad. My dad looked at me one time as a kid, and he said, you wanna be smart? I said, yes, sir. He said, then you need to be a reader. I said, okay. And I said, if, if I did again, this here taught me about words. I said from that moment on, I love to read. I hated reading, but I said it anyway. So then I found stuff I enjoyed reading. Well, man, that was easy once I did that. Man, I started finding stuff I loved reading. Then I went to the library and just consumed stuff. Then I found out, and then I got real studious about the gospel, about 13, 14. Then I found books. Well, back then you couldn't go buy books. You definitely couldn't download books. But I'd find books, so I'd buy books. My dad would buy me books. In high school, I carried three books with me to every class. Actually, four if you count the textbook. I carried a textbook, a notebook, I guess that's five, a Bible, and then two other books. Every class. And some of the teachers would say, and I'd tell them, I said, if we ain't doing nothing important, I'm going to read. And if we're doing something new, could you let me know? Now, I had a good grade, can I have an amen? And I had favor. And I wasn't a smart aleck, can I have an Amen. I was a cut up, I know none of y'all believe that, but I would cut up, but I'd never cross the line. And they'd always look at me and say, yeah, go ahead and read today. So I'd pull out The Name of Jesus by E.W. Kenyon, and I'd read that book. I had a good time, because if you wanna learn, you read. But you need to make sure you do that. And you ought to feed on stuff. Now, who in here doesn't like to read? Don't raise your hand, but if you don't like to read, do audiobooks, I love audiobooks. And he said, well, I don't like audiobooks, I like preaching. So I'll do that sometime. In fact, my phone in my pocket right here probably has, oh gosh, and I, I got a thousand sermons on it. I got a 512 gigabyte card stuck in it with at least a thousand, probably a thousand sermons, probably 500 podcasts and all the music I can carry and um, radio shows, I got, I got stuff that I can feed on that can bless me, why? This world is too distracting for me to let it distract me. Amen. So what do I do? I get the books and the parchments. So the next time you go to the bookstore, ask for the parchments. Can I have an amen? See what they say. Every day, spend some time in quietness. Proverbs twenty-seven verse nineteen. This is number three. As is water, as the face reflects, As a water, as in water, face reflects face. So a man's heart reveals the man. Now this is one of the hardest ones for me spend some time in quietness. That's hard, that's real hard. But I find that when I do it, it's some of the best time. Amen. Sometimes I have, to let, I have to force myself. Now again, my mom did divorce and divorced when I was 10. I, I, I'd come home from school, I was by myself. So I was latchkey kid. So I had the TV on. So I still like noise, because it makes the room feel full. In fact, it's never loud enough in here for me, as a, in a service. I always wanted about 20 decibels louder. I mean, it would eventually get to it. When, when we all start bleeding from the eardrums, I know we've crossed the level. Can I have an amen? Why? I like that full sound. I like that fullness. But the only time you will ever really, as that verse said, let's finish that last half of that verse. So a man's heart reveals the man. The only time you'll ever fully find your heart is when you're quiet and you get your mind to be quiet. There is a peace in that moment that your heart reveals itself to you and you truly are aware of who you are and one of the reasons why many people have problems with who they are or what to believe is they're never quiet they go from one sounding noise to another sounding noise and Corinthians says there are many voices in this world and none of them are without distinction and if you don't oh, <laughs> if you allow it those voices will yank and pull you all over the place And unless you're anchored in your heart, it'll pull you. I always wanted my kids, and I believe they are, to have a strong conviction that if they didn't think something was right to say, no, I'm not doing that. Can I have an amen? But that takes being quiet many times to find out what their conviction is. I got a family member and he, he was actually going to Lee University, you know, Church of God, and his family was Church of God. He's driving a Volkswagen that breaks down on the side of this uh, uh, 75, going up to, up to Cleveland, uh, Tennessee. It's the mountains of Georgia. He said at the top of the exit where he finally got the Volkswagen off and the engine's blown up, it ain't running. He said there's a hotel across the street from a bar. He said that's the only two buildings there. So, and he's sick. He's not feeling good, he's vomiting. So he calls his dad and tells his dad, I'm at such and such. His dad says, well, I'll be there when I can. He sat in, that, uh, in the lobby of that hotel for six hours, waiting on his daddy. And his dad just took his time, it made, that, that made him mad. He said, I should have just took my dad's credit card and bought me a room and went in there and laid down because I felt so bad. He said, but I knew if I spent my dad's money, he'd be mad about that, because his dad was cheap. No offense, gonna have an amen. Everybody got me? And I said, well, why didn't you walk across to the restaurant? He said, I was starving. He said, I was hungry. But the only place to go across to eat was the bar because they serve alcohol. And he said, I knew my dad would be upset if he knew I went into a restaurant that served alcohol. And then he stopped and he said something so important. He said, I was living my entire life by my dad's convictions. He goes, I didn't even know what I believed about alcohol. But if you let yourself get quiet with Scripture, you'll get a conviction. And when you get that conviction from Scripture, you'll live to that conviction. Can I have an amen? Amen. So, So have some quiet time. Number four, we're wrapping this up. Every day, spend some time with people who strengthen you. Now, mine, mine is, you know, my wife, my kids. Now, not, now I don't have some, some of my minister. All my minister, my minister friends have never been local. They've always been around the world. So we, we text. Now, ain't today a good day? We can text, we can Skype, we can FaceTime, we can video chat, we can Google whatever, you know. I mean, but, but, but spend time. And not with people who pull you down. When you go into that arena, you pull them up and you minister, but you don't sit there and be fed by it. And if you're expecting everybody to pick you up and pull you up and cheer you on, you just need to let that go because not everybody's going to encourage you. In fact, most people that you can be close to will always pull you down because they got the crab bucket mentality. And why should you get free if I can't be free? That who do you think you are? And they will pull you down. Can I have an amen? That's so sad. So don't be that person. Be the person don't be selfish. Be glad for somebody. You ever met those people, I just don't think, uh, people shouldn't make that much money. (laughs) I hope everybody makes as much money as they possibly can. Every day of their life and every way of their life, I don't care. Your success doesn't hurt me. In fact, I know a rising tide lifts all boats, and if 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 I get successful and you get successful, it can rub off on you. In fact part of what molly does now for the ramsey and stuff they do these big conferences and what is it it's these big people powerful people knowledgeable people uh, uh p- people who are qualified to speak on certain topics and they get around and the number one thing is they'll say when they when you get in that atmosphere it just changes all of a sudden you, you've talked who's ever been to a conference and you didn't want to go but you went and you come back and you're like life-changing oh i'm so glad i wanted to go and you start lying right off the bat can i have an amen yeah i don't want to go i've done it many times going off to conferences and stuff i didn't want to leave my wife didn't want to leave my kids but man i got around those like-minded believers and who in here knows hebrews says forsake not the assembling of ourselves together now that does mean church and everybody say amen and i ain't hammering anybody here because you're in church but i'm talking to y'all out there in the video can i have an amen you need to be in church okay You should have zoomed in really tight on my eyebrow right there, okay. But but on the other side of that, but that also means in fellowship. So don't forsake that being together. Enjoy that. We need that. Everybody say amen. That's one of the worst parts about our society. We get isolated. We need people. We need that community. It challenges us. It encourages us. Number five. Last one and we close. Every Every day take time to stop throughout the day to just worship. This is Psalms 119, 164. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgment. I, I read of one guy, and I thought this was cool. He actually has a um, ringtone on his phone, and he just programs it out, and it goes off. And he, has to, he knows the time it's gonna go off, but whenever it goes off, he says, I just stop. He said, no matter what I'm doing, he said, if I'm with someone, I say, just give me just a moment. And he says, I'll just walk off. He says, I I think it's a beautiful idea. Why, because what did David say seven times? I'm not gonna let this day pass. Not gonna ask anybody to raise your hand, but I've done it, you know, especially when I was younger, just trying and struggling on some stuff. But to, to take time, how many of us every day take time, special time, just to turn? You know, I have found out that my meals personally are much nicer at home when I will take time and I walk over and I kiss Lisa on the cheek. I thank her for being such a sweet wife. I tell her how, how beautiful she is. I look at her like Colin Firth from that movie. You know, in that you know, scene. I, always say, I make those eyebrows at her and she'll always go, what is wrong with you? Every time. I, I still do it every time I raise my eyes. You know, who in here knows why? Because I'm taking a moment to acknowledge her and to thank her for being in my life. I had a friend in North Carolina one day and he made the comment. Now I had heard this joke. Who's ever heard the joke of the woman who married the guy and they did the vows and 30 years later they're in counseling and she goes, he never says I love you. And he says, well I told her when we got married, when I change my mind, I'll give her an update. Now, you know, I, I've, I've heard that joke many times. I had a friend, he looked at me, he goes, oh no. He says, I was that man. He goes, I told my wife Marjorie, I loved her. I never told her again for 20 years. He said, why do I need to change my words? He was just an old country hard guy. And he says, but I realized it was killing her. He says, and I didn't want to hurt her. He said, so he goes, I'm quick. Now I'm on the other side. I tell my wife, I I'll, I'll tell my kids, I love them all the time. I see, some of that goes back to guilt and fear when I was a child. <clears throat> I'd hate the thought of the last time I saw you, I did not communicate how much I love you. That's a lot of guilt on a kid. What if I never see daddy or mama again? Can I have an amen? amen? Let me throw this out. Sometimes adults can put that guilt on the kid. And if you're an adult, especially if you're a divorced parent, don't do that to your kids. Right. Now, I do Molly sometimes, just for fun. <laughs> uh because who's ever watched that movie my big fat greek wedding whenever she gets ready to go i'm going i, go, I always do this you're going to leave me <laughs> and then she starts laughing i'm like where's the windex <laughs> and uh and so we, we you know just have fun with them but i don't want her crying when she leaves me i want to have a good time i want to be excited go to tennessee meet someone can we have an amen <laughs> bring home some grandbabies can i have an amen Amen. And I, I, I want to be happy and join what the Lord's called her to do Amen. and to care less about all that other. And, um, but you know what? I need to take time to thank. Now, if you ever hear me preach on winning your family, this has always been a key point for me. Every time you think about them, stop. Don't pray for them. Oh God, save Bob. Bob's just going to hell. Bob, you, you know. No. Pray this way. Father, I thank you that you're working on Bob. I thank you that you're loving Bob. I thank you that you're sending workers across Bob's path. I thank you that Bob is surrounded with faith. I thank you that Bob is surrounded with love. I thank you that Bob is surrounded by faith. I thank you that every word of God Bob's ever heard will return back to him, that it will produce and it will create a harvest, and that me and my household shall be saved. Thank you, Father. Bob, the Christian. Bob, you're working on Bob. Thank you. Isn't that much better? But what did I say do? Every time you think about Bob, let that thankfulness come out of your life. Now see, that's where true abundance comes. Now I, I, I would love, I would love to win that big lottery. Can't we say amen, everybody? Just have somebody come up and say, here, here's $200 million. I would look at him and go, I believe God wants you to do a double portion. Can I have an Amen. <laughs> Are you sure it's not 400 million? Man, can you imagine all the blessings you could do to somebody? All the world evangelism, just fun. To me, just fun you could do. And by that, I mean just go somewhere and find 20 broke people trying to pay for groceries and just go and get that one all they want, get that one all they want, get that one all they want, get that one all they want that jerk of there twice, but get that one all they want, get that one all they want. Or just have fun one day and go buy five cars, drive down the road, and see somebody who's broke down. Say, have you ever wanted a Tesla? Here you go, just walk away. Wouldn't that be fun? Amen. Well, somebody said, well, I can't do all that. No, but you can be thankful that you serve a God who can. Be thankful that you're part of the family. Again, I am not something because of who I am. I am something, you are something because who he said you are. Well, that's something to be thankful for. I put a clip on my Facebook page. You ought to find it. Look it up, it's good. But it is a preacher. I cannot think of his name. He's passed away now. I remember when he passed away, it hurt me because I loved to hear him preach on Sunday morning. He's a Kojic, a Church of God in Christ, a pastor. And uh, man, he was good. He was from Memphis. And uh, Gilbert Patterson, Bishop Gilbert Patterson. And um, I got listening to him last night on this clip. Man, I listened to him a couple times. I mean, he just blessed me. But that was his point. Know who you are. That's something to always be thankful about. Can I have a good amen? Look at somebody and say, are you thankful? I'll say this with some, uh, with some passion. I am. I am. And I will be. Because he is good to me. Amen. Amen. Well, I ain't got a whole lot to be thankful for. Then you're selfish. Amen. To, say that, to say those words is selfish. Because everybody if all you got's Jesus, you got more than enough to be thankful pastor Fred looked at me and his wife had just died. Tears welled up. And I saw him on video the other day. Tears welled up in his face and his eyes. He said, he goes, I wouldn't care at this moment if I owed everybody in our town, $150,000. He goes, if I could just have her back. I mean, the emotion of it still sweeps over me sometimes. And I look at my wife and I'm thanking God I still got her. Can I have an amen? 35 years. She's 61. If I live to be 120, she'll be 100. I can't say that. Can I have an amen? I was about to mess up how old she is on video. And if I, so she'll be up there with me at 120. But I've told her before, I said, if I died right now, I mean this, I want you to be happy. I want you to live a happy life. Cause I'm in heaven with Jesus, and I want you to be happy. In fact, at the funeral, now I want you to cry at the funeral. I want my kids to cry at the funeral. Laura, you got to cry at the funeral. I want everybody at the funeral to go. They loved him. Can I have an amen? In fact, I want at least Luke and Molly to run up to the casket two times during the service. Remember this, Molly, and yank me out. Okay, <laughs> yank me out, <laughs> or pick me up or something, and go. You know, I, I mean, I, I want I want ushers to have to come drag them back off. I used to tell Lisa, I tell my kids this. I told my kids one time, I said, when I die, I want to be cremated. And I'm going to put my ashes, I want my ashes in a big urn. And they're like, what's an urn? Daddy?" I said, well, that's what you keep the ashes in. I said, and then every Christmas, for the rest of your lives, I want y'all to get together as a family and decide who gets daddy for the next year. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's They're about to like what and I said that way you'll always be tied to each other <laughs> why do my kids love me I don't know <laughs> can I have an amen but I said this but I told Lisa and I mean this with all my heart I said but the moment you put me in the ground the moment that funeral's over I said, if you find you a good-looking guy that looks like he's got some money invite him to ride in the family car back home because I want to live a happy life. Amen. You know why? Because I'm thankful for the life I've had. Amen. Why would I begrudge her? Yeah. Amen. I'm thankful for my wife. Can I have an amen? Okay. Thankful for my kids. Thankful. What are you thankful for? Well, Pastor Chris, I ain't got... Okay, then here's your homework. Write down at least 10 things you're thankful for. Yeah. And every day, just thank God for those 10 things. And the first one's always Jesus. And the second's always the blood. Amen. Can I have an Amen. And when you keep those two things right, everything else will make sense. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you and we worship you for your goodness and grace to us today. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody just say that with me. I thank you. you. Father, we just thank you for the greatness of Jesus, the greatness of the Word of God. Father, if we've been unthankful, if we've been selfish, forgive us. Cleanse us from that in Jesus' name. Cleanse us from all sin, darkness and rebelliousness. Forgive us, Father, because you are good and your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, this week, speak to us in our quiet moments of revelation you've given us that has changed our life that we should be thankful for i'm just prompted very strongly on that if you will look back in your life of divine revelation god has given you and keep that ever before you that the goodness of god gave you the revelation of the holy spirit or of healing or of his abundance in your life whatever it is That thankfulness will increase that level of revelation and it'll grow. In fact, I would say the reason why that revelation might not be working right now is you've not been thankful for it and you've let selfishness enter in. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Everybody pray this with me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. Heavenly Heavenly Father, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for each of you. I thank you for all of you in one. I don't understand it all, but I'm thankful for it. And I receive the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus in my life, in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: I'm talking. You could hear me, but the folks in TV land could not hear me. All right, some announcements for this week. Where are they? There they are. Every Wednesday night, of course, online Bible study. These are always great. You can catch them on YouTube and you can watch them back to back. If you get cut off uh, or the pause doesn't work, you can go back and reverse it. Uh, The pastor does very well with these. We always enjoy these things. Uh, small group, of course, every Sunday morning, 9.45 to 10.30, always great. And usually there's leftover goodies. Thank you for bringing those goodies in. There we go. All right, second Saturday prayer night. All right, this will be the, uh, of course, second Saturday, which I think is the, I don't know, can't do that fast. Let's see. What was it, 9th? Thank you, that's what I thought. The 9th at 5 p.m. And of course, we go to, the after. these are great. If you have not attended one of these, these are... I was going to say powerful, powerful. Thank you, but these are perfect. These are quiet time, prayer time, very different feel to these. These are these are fantastic. So if I if you've never come to one of these, I encourage you. Uh, these have a different spirit to them, different spirit to them. The spirit is here, the word is here, but there's a different spirit to it. But we come, you'll you'll enjoy it. All right, that's it. All right, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We are in the wonderful season that we celebrate our Lord's birthday. This is the greatest for us who believe there can be no better time of year. No better time of year. If you can't celebrate the birth of Jesus, boy, woo, woo, woo. Even the world celebrates Christmas, right? But we know what it's about. So I did not see that okay no okay thank you no first Saturday for the ladies no D de- that was December 2nd no there is there's no screen there's no slide for it Damn. okay scratch all that yes there is is first there we go so yes it's on scratch all that nay naysaying yes that will be the second I know that date uh, that will be December 2nd that will be awesome There'll be no gift throwing or anything like that. So, and don't ask me what they talk about because they don't let us go in there anymore, right? They run all the guys off. Very secluded, very secretive bunch. But that's it, all right, let's stand. Lord, we thank you for this season of Thanksgiving. We thank you for our families who came. We had time with them. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful season we're going into that we celebrate your birth, Lord but especially, Lord, why you came. You came to give us life and give us life more abundantly. You came to heal and save and deliver and set free. So let's claim it this month that we will be, those that we need to be healed will be healed, set free, delivered, and that we will go and preach the word this month of all months. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed.